the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Well, good afternoon. Greetings. Thanks for coming along today for the Thursday edition, the 4th of February. Kath, good to see you as well. Thank you, John. Nice to see you as well. Thank you very much. Uh, we are streaming live right now, wordfm.com, and of course on Facebook, The Ride Home with John and Kathy. I see that you're wearing a, uh, a red and white top today. I decided to kick it up today, John. That's good. Mm-hmm. I Very felt nice. like it was a little dreary today weather-wise, mm-hmm. and I thought maybe a little splash of color would help me to, I don't know, be more energetic. Beat the blues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, it's very optimistic of you. And Thank today you. I say that because today is International Optimist Day. Mm-hmm. Very right, nice. John. Very nice. Because <laughs> when does it hurt you to look on the bright side? When? Sunny side? No, yeah. It yeah. doesn't. You always should. Well, it's hard to be optimistic sometimes, isn't That's it? That's why you have me. You're right. I, thank you. <laughs> that is an excellent point, Kathy Emmons. Okay, as we always do, we uh, start the show by looking at the uh, news. Kathy, mm-hmm. uh, join us, please. Give us the top four at four. All right. For you, John, you, Mike, everyone else there out there for Thursday, February 4th, 2021, number one. Mm -hmm. The New York Times has a fascinating in-depth look at those who've been charged in the week since the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol. Federal prosecutors have announced criminal charges against more than 175 people, less than a quarter of those involved in the melee, but enough to provide a rough portrait of the mob. According to the New York Times, at least 21 of those charged so far had ties to militant groups and militias, according to court documents and other records. At least 22 said they were current or former members of the military. More than a dozen clear supporters of the conspiracy theory QAnon. But a majority expressed few organizing principles outside a fervent belief in the false assertion that President Donald Trump had won re-election. The accused came from, listen to this, 39 states. As far away as Hawaii. At least three were state or local officials. Three were police officers. Some were business owners. Some were unemployed or made their living as conservative social media personalities. It's a really fascinating article. Check it out in today's New York Times. And number two, House Democrats presenting the impeachment case against former President Donald Trump requested he testify under oath either before or during next week's impeachment trial in the Senate. USA Today reports that Representative Jamie Raskin, Democrat of Maryland, a former constitutional law professor leading the Democrats case, wrote in a letter to Trump his response to the article of impeachment had, quote, denied many factual allegations and therefore Democrats requested Trump to testify as early as next Monday and no later than next Thursday. The Senate is set to begin its trial next week. Number three, breaking a three-game losing streak that included Wake Forest, North Carolina, and a truly 
wretched loss to the terrible Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Pitt basketball rebounded in a big way last night at the Pete. Xavier Johnson came off the bench to score a career-high 32 points, the most by an ACC player this year, with seven assists and five rebounds. It was an awesome game. And number four. 25 years ago, Cordell Stewart was Slash, the youngest, most talented, most dynamic stealer, and arguably the most exciting player in the NFL. But his tenure with the team was complicated, as was his relationship with Steeler fans. In an essay published by the Players' Tribune today and covered in today's Trib, Cordell Stewart opened up in detail about the rumor and innuendo that dogged him until he left Pittsburgh. Written in his own voice, Stewart's essay runs more than 4,000 words. And I got to be honest with you, for all of us who lived in Pittsburgh during those days, it brings a sense of shame to read what unfounded yet repeated and repeated and repeated allegations about Cordell's personal life did to a person who'd done nothing wrong and was the victim of outright slander. He deserved better, a lot better. It's one of the darkest chapters in Steeler history and fans were largely to blame. And that is your top four at four. All right. That's a lot going on there. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to believe it's been 25 years since Cordell Stewart was the slash. Yep. Because, I mean, you know, when you look at uh, modern day quarterbacks, he was sort of that prototype, right? He was highly mobile, right? And uh, could sling the ball as well. But boy, um, the rumors that, you know, Cordell Stewart was uh, supposedly gay and, you know, that coincided with kind of his the peak of his uh, performance here in the city. And he had just transitioned from being slashed to being the quarterback. Right. Um, and he had a tremendous success. Listen, if did you read the article? I did not. Well, you should, because he, the man deserves a hearing. And um, it was really humbling to me to read as a fan. I thought, you know, I love sports and I think sports are a wonderful diversion, but as fans, we often treat our sports heroes terribly. We treat them terribly and there's no excuse for it. And what happened to Cordell is the worst of the worst uh, that I know of in my lifetime. Um, This is what one of the things he said in his article. He said, I always felt like Pittsburgh wanted to love me, but they wanted to love me on their terms. I'm not sure what what he means by that, but. Well, that was on the heels of him talking about being hit with, uh, with beer cans as he was leaving the stadium, being called the N word, being assailed by fans wherever he went. And this is not in away stadiums. This is right, right here in Pittsburgh. Yeah, it's a sorry chapter. So sorry to hear that. <clears throat> you know what his record was overall? Hmm. Was it a 46 and, 46 and 29. Whoa, fabulous. I loved Cordell. I thought After he was a he terrific Steelers, I thought he was he a played, terrific player. He played for who? Sorry. I don't think he, I feel like he retired. No, after I don't think he, so. Le- I think he continued to play. Hmm. Mike, would you look that up? I'm not yeah. sure about that. No, I think he had actually a, probably a, a better career elsewhere than he had here. I really believe that. I don't think so. Right, well, well, I could I could be that. wrong because yesterday, hey, this is time for my mea culpa. Which is? Because yesterday we were talking about the Golden Globes and I promised everybody, I was absolutely certain that Ricky Gervais hosted the Golden Globes in 2019. You said it was 2020 and I said, you're just wrong. It's 2019. And guess what? It's 2020. I was wrong. It was Sorry. January of 2020. Sorry. Yeah, it's all right. Uh, I mean, every newspaper has a correct. So I've made a public proclamation of the fact that I was wrong. You might have stepped in it again here. Yes. Back to uh, Cordell Stewart. Yep. Uh, Baltimore Ravens, 2004 and 2005. No, that's not right. That can't be right. Oh, no. Well, from the Pittsburgh Steelers, he played from 95 right. to 2002, the Chicago yeah. Bears in 2003, and the Ravens okay. from 2004 to 2005. 
Okay. Wow. But he was on. He didn't have. He didn't have that much success in either place. No. I mean, he played all his good stuff here in Pittsburgh to people who were mostly ungrateful. Five years. Time goes fast. All right. Well, that's a, a look at today. It's a mixed bag of news, is it not? We've got sure a good is. show for you ahead. Bill Glaze is going to be with us in a few minutes from uh, Bethany Baptist Church in Homewood. And uh, we're going to talk about the hybrid church. I think a lot of us are going through that. If you're a regular attender oh, yeah. of your church, mm-hmm. what's it like to, you know, be a church on video and to be in church in person? How are we handling that in the midst of the pandemic? All right. Sounds good. Can't wait. Very nice. It is the Thursday edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy here. Pittsburgh's Christian Talk. We are Word FM. The station with Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music every weekend. With the best new music. New New music. New music from Crowder. Good God Almighty. Good God Almighty. Less Like Me by Zach Williams. A little more like Jesus. less like me. And Danny Gokey with New Day. This is a new day. The best new music and Pittsburgh's favorites. Sponsored by Trinity Jewelers. 101.5 WORD. On the weekend. If you owe $27 trillion and you didn't have the money to pay it off, what would you need to do? Well, you need to make a lot more money, right? Well, now America's debt is more than $27 trillion, and right now taxes are at historically low levels. It doesn't take a genius to realize taxes will probably go up. Now think about your retirement accounts. You want to pay taxes on some of that money now when rates are lower or later when rates are much higher. Now whether you should pay taxes now or in retirement depends on a lot of things. That's why Kirk Kenotic and Accurate Solutions Group has a free guide called You and Your Taxes to help you determine what's best for you. To get your copy of You and Your Taxes, call or text TAX to 412-515-3555. That's TAX to 412-515-3555. When taxes go up, will you be ready? Get this free guide from Kirk Kenotic and Accurate Solutions Group now. Call or text TAX to 412-515-3555. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. Our firm may not give tax advice. By now, you've heard me talk about MyPillow and how it literally changed my life. Hey, this is John Hall. MyPillow does not go flat. You can wash and dry them as many times as you want. They maintain their shape and they're made in the USA. And for a limited time, Mike Lindell is offering his premium MyPillows for as low as prices ever. You can get a standard queen premium MyPillow for just $29.98, originally $69.98. That's a $40 savings, and kings are only $5 more. Not only are you getting the lowest price ever, $29.98 for a standard queen, but Mike is extending his 60-day money-back guarantee to March 1st, 2021. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, use promo code WORD, or you can call 1-800-391-0954. You'll find all the MyPillow products at MyPillow.com, but by calling right now at 1-800-391-0954, promo code WORD, you'll get yours soon. Word FM and Trinity Jewelers celebrate wedding stories now through February 12th. We want to hear yours. Click the Wedding Stories banner at WordFM.com to share a funny, moving, or inspirational story of your own for a chance at great prizes. You could win dinner on us or one of our grand prizes, including a diamond necklace valued over $1,000, a $350 overnight stay at Buell Mansion, or a $250 photo storage and media conversion package. Sponsored in part by Weddings of Pittsburgh and Bistro to Go. Enter at wordfm.com slash contest.
it's a weird time and to yep. make things weirder church is weird as well mm-hmm. because you know we're some of us are doing zoom church or video church others are gathering in worship but you're also wearing masks and socially distancing right. and you know you're not probably singing i don't know everyone's doing it differently it's just a very weird time Pastor Bill Glaze is with us from Bethany Baptist Church in in, in Homewood. And uh, Bill, as a pastor, I mean, you got your hands full, don't you? Welcome back. Hey, good to be back. I missed you guys last month, so uh, glad to be on uh, today and want to wish you a Happy New Year. As we, uh, as we we'll take the Happy New Year greetings a little late. Yeah. Hey, Bill, before we get started with this most worthy subject, um, you, you got to pick for the Super Bowl, my friend? See, uh, you know what? Uh, that's a setup question for me. Because, uh, and, that's why we invite and you here under the ride home. And, and I know I'm getting ready to get booed out, but I'm a big Tom Brady fan. Hey, what? No, 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 no. Listen, <laughs> Bill, I, I tell you what, I am no. really interested, and I've got some skin in the game. I want to see the excellence of that. Oh, and come on. I've been thinking about this a lot. Bill, is it, <laughs> this is not, isn't this, there's something he said about like watching one of the greats of all time, oh, yeah. right? That's right. That's right. I mean, he, he's he's the greatest of all time, and you got I think that for him for him to win a Super Bowl, you know, further solidifies his legacy. I Bill, agree. Bill, yeah, Bill. I agree, Bill. I'm with you 100. percent And I know you're going to upset a lot of people, but a lot of the like Steelers fans hating on us right now. Mm-hmm. But I do right, feel that same right. way. Yeah. Not to say. So, yeah. So Kathy's probably she's probably upset that she asked me that question, but. Well, listen, Bill, I mean, I'm just trying to take a step back and reflect on our many years of friendship so that right. I can look past this. Okay, now wait. So so then is, <laughs> is that the case then? Bill, is your prediction that Tampa Bay is going to win? I, I would like to see them win. I, I, I think that Kansas City probably is going to win because they, they're they just that good. But I would like to see uh, Tampa Bay win. Oh, so Bill Glaze picks Kansas City, but his heart is with Tampa. Right, Exactly. Can't blame him, man. You cannot. I mean, all right, Bill. We'll have to sort this out at another time. I agree, Bill. I really. All right. Well, hey, after Sunday, it'll all be over. So, uh, you know, we'll we'll be talking about the train ones after that. So. We're we're headed some, for some hard times. Malkin scores a goal sometime. We? That would be nice. Head for some hard times. Yeah, right. There's not a whole lot to look forward to. I mean, there's always spring training, but that's like you know for gluttons of. Well, pleasure. you know. Uh, the, the only ray of hope that we have is the Steelers because uh, it just seems like the other sports teams in Pittsburgh are kind of struggling at this point. Oh, so. No I kidding. True. I hope that's not true. And listen, things at the Steeler organization are not 10 out of 10 either. Yeah. Anyway, Bill. Okay, so let's get on to talk about hybrid church. Um, as John said, everybody's been doing church differently since COVID hit. And, you know, everybody's super opinionated about it. And, you know, they say their pastor's doing it right or their pastor's doing it wrong. Or I wish I could go there. Or, I hate masks or I love them or whatever. I mean, as a pastor, do you get sick of the arguments? Well, uh, actually, at this time, uh, we're not in church. We haven't we haven't right. been uh, physically in church since uh, last the beginning, March. right? Yeah, yeah. March. So you know we're, we're we're headed on a year now. Uh, oh, you know, I, I you know it's it's mixed emotions in our congregation. You know, there's a, a certain number of leaders that have already told me that whenever we open back up, that you know they're not they're not going to be the first ones back. And then you know I I do a service. I go in on Friday. And I record the service for Sunday, and there's actually a, a small group of people who come in on Friday just to 
you'll be a part of that message, and they, they yeah. can't wait until we open back up again. So, Church you know, on Friday. Yeah, we're, we're kind of split down the middle, yeah. That's really cool. Okay, yeah. so then what's it like then? Talk about the dynamic, because, of course, there's, it's one thing to do a worship service online. It's kind of, and again, we're talking about sports. It's kind of like preaching, you know, before an empty arena in some way. You miss the energy. You miss the interaction. You want people to, you know, to be part of the thread of the of the whole emotion of the sermon, right? Right, and, and that's uh, one of the reasons why people started coming you know, to just, again, it's just, I'm just recording, you know, the message for Sunday, but, you know, uh, people said, well, you know, pastor, we didn't want you to be standing up there preaching to the walls. And, and, you know, uh, know, as a minister, and I'm sure that, you know, there's a lot of ministers that, you know, have no problem, you know, preaching without an audience. And, and basically, you know, I have no problem uh, preaching without an audience, but I tell you what, it sure does make a difference to know that people are out there, you know, and and, in our church, you know, we have people say amen, you know, when, when the pastor is preaching. And somebody sure, said right. that's just like uh, telling the dog to sick them, you know, that, you know, when they're uh, <laughs> out there saying amen, you know, that's that's, fi- that's firing the preacher up, you know. So uh, it's, it's, it definitely makes a, a difference. Again, you know, I, I can do it, you know, without anybody out there, but it just, you know, it just makes a difference, you know, to know that there are people out there that are tuning into, you know, what you're saying. So, yeah. Uh, and and you know, I think it makes a difference for people, you know, because, you know, a lot of times, like, like you know, we do a Zoom Bible study on uh, on Wednesday. And, and so, you know, when you do Zoom, you get a chance, if, if you put it on the gallery, you know, you get a chance to see a lot of people. And, you know, people are, look like they're in their homes. They look like they're comfortable, you know, uh, and, and I'm sure that, that that comfort level brings a certain amount of distraction also. Uh, which, you know, you can have distractions when you come to church and worship in person, but it seems like, the, you know, there, there, there might be a tendency when you're at home to, to kind of drift uh, a little bit more often. Okay, so what does this mean for us, do you think, Bill, going forward? I mean, you know, you can look at it in uh, negative ways. You can look at it in positive ways because I feel like, you know, we've all taken in a lot of bad habits. At the same right. time, we've all acquired a different level of skill um, in in doing things online. So I don't know. How do you see that? Well, you know, let, let, let me share this brief uh, testimony. And uh, around uh, maybe uh, December, November of 2019, you know, I was a part of groups. And everybody was talking about, okay, we're going to do Zoom. And, uh, you know, I said, you know, I'm, I, I'm not ready for Zoom, you know, and uh, give me the phone number and I'll call in. And so, you know, that was the uh, practice that I was in at that time. And I said, you know, I, may, may, maybe in 2021, 20, 22, I'll get on Zoom. You know, I'm kind of comfortable with what I'm doing right now. Well, the pandemic hit and, you know, lo and behold, <laughs> Yeah, that's all we do now is Zoom. So, you know, I, I kind of ate my words, uh, but I, I find that, that it's a blessing, you know, to have the, uh, the technology because, you know, we're still able to connect, you know, with our congregation. Mm-hmm. And as you look at the future of the church, uh, really, uh, and I, I, I sent John the, the, the phrase, the hybrid model, that's basically what uh, churches are going to have to look to go into because, mm-hmm. you know, there's a strong online presence. You know, John and Kathy, it's just unbelievable the amount of people that we get from around the country on our Zoom Bible study. You know, wait, wait. Uh, you know, when, when we look at, 
yeah, our, our, our Bible study, you know, we're getting people from uh, North Carolina, Philadelphia, California uh, right. joining in. So, you know, that, that, that shows me that, yeah, you know, when we come back together in person, you know, that, that's a powerful ministry. And I believe that God designed us for, for that fellowship. You know, you look at the one another's, and I believe that those were meant to be done in person. Uh, but then, you know, we can't neglect the fact that if, if we don't take advantage of this, this online church, uh, that, you know, we're, we're going to be missing, missing the boat because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, our, our congregations, you know, are, are going to glory in meeting uh, together, but there's just a whole nother, uh, you know, audience out there. And, you know, it's like Jesus, you know, Jesus taught in the synagogues, but what did Jesus do most of the time? Jesus went to where the people were at. And so if we look at, you know, church today, you know, we can expect people to come to us and, and they will, but, you know, if, if we're going to be uh, a church that disciples, then, you know, we have to go where the people are at. And where are the people at? You know, the people are on Zoom, Facebook, YouTube, mm-hmm, Twitter, right. you know, so that's that's where the people are at. And, and, and if the church, you know, doesn't, you know, construct, you know, uh, uh, social media platforms to be in those places, man, that's a whole uh, uh, ministry that they're missing. So, yeah, yeah I, I believe that, uh, this is going to be the future of the church, the hybrid. And, uh, you know, and, and there might be people that, you know, have gotten so used to, you know, doing it this way that even when, and I know a lot of churches are opened up, but even when our church opens up, you know, they, you know, they might not even come back. You know, they might, you know, continue to just, you know, worship through the uh, social media platforms. So, Bill, when that happens, when, you, you know, you go back up, so does that mean that you are going to, you know, install a camera and you'll be live on Sunday morning or, or will you continue to do two services? Well, uh, we, we've talked about that and probably what we're going to do is go live, you know, do the Facebook okay. live. Uh, okay. Now, you know, the, the, the issue is, is that everybody's not on Facebook. So, you know, we, we have to find a way to post on other media sources so that our members can still access our service. So, right. yeah, you know, we're, we're definitely going to do the, uh, the the live stream along with the the person to person. You know, it's it's interesting. Uh, I, I, and, and I've never seen this verse before and read it in this way. But in First John, uh, I mean, excuse me, Third John thirteen and fourteen, John says this: I had many things to write, uh, but I will not write with pen and ink. Uh, but I trust that shortly I uh, shall see thee and speak with you face to face. So if you look at you know, John was actually, and I know he didn't have the technology that we have, but he was talking about a hybrid church because he was ministering to these people and he was ministering to them from afar, you know, with pen and ink, which was probably the technology of his day. But he said that, you know, I, I can't wait to come and be with you face to face. So, you know, when you look at that, you know, there was a, there was a little hybrid model going on there with the Apostle John. I, I thought that was, that was kind of interesting. Interesting. That's really interesting. No, I've, I would have never thought of that. Yeah, uh, yeah. But that's an encouragement, right? That, that, you know, throughout all time, people have made use of what they had, and that the Holy right. Spirit was working through whatever communication that there was. So it's not like we're in some sort of, it's not like we're outliers, or that we're, you know, we're the only people who've had to figure out something like this. Exactly, exactly. And, and you know, I, I believe, and, and I know a lot of people see, you know, technology, you know, some people say, well, that's from the devil. Uh, but, you know, I, I believe that, you know, uh, all good things come from God. 
and and this has been a godsend, you know, for for churches. Can can you imagine like a church like us that you know wouldn't wouldn't have been able to meet for a year? Uh, for a year. And, and how the you know the members would have been you know scattered and disconnected. I'm sure even in the midst of what we're going through now, that there probably still are some people that you know are kind of drifting away. But you know, for the most part, we we retained you know our congregation and uh, you know our, our offerings have. Uh, not dropped off a bit. As, as a matter of fact, you know, we usually kind of slack off in August, and and we stay strong right through right through August. So I mean, you know, God God is has, is just anointing uh, the 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 ministry at, at Bethany through through technology. Pastor Bill Glaze is with us. Bethany Baptist Church in Homewood. So, Bill, wh- what about, um, you know, pastor duties, you know, uh, hospital visits or attending to families who are sick or people who are mourning? You know, how does that work in your life and for the community as well? Because I think that's the big thing people really miss, right? Um, right. You know, before church right. and after church, you know, church itself, yeah, you, you've really set the stage there. That that can work well. It's, you know, it's the frame around church, which is vital which is, you know, the big, you know, sort of loss, face-to-face, how's your life? Right. Well, you know, to, to me, uh, John and Kathy, one of the saddest things that, that I've had to experience as a pastor is that we've lost, you know, several of our members over the year. I mean, these have been members that have, you know, been pillars of the church. And to go to do the funeral and only see eight people there, oh. you know, when you know that these people have touched the lives of many oh. other people, and and to go and and see that uh, it's 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 just to me it's just it's just heart wrenching uh, because I know that the other members want to be there now you know they're able to go and you know visit you know uh, during the uh, the viewing times but you know to to not be able to be there you know for the home service of of these saints has has really been has really been hard now one of the things that's happened is uh, uh, the more and more funerals that I go to now it seems like they're live streaming the funerals or they're zooming them so that people are able to connect, but it's still not the same as people actually being physically present to support the family. You're so right, Bill. It's one of the biggest heartbreaks of COVID in an era of many, many heartbreaks. Bill, we're so happy that you were with us today and um, always appreciate your presence on our show. You know, aside from that Tom Brady thing, it was really great to have you. So Bill, uh, (laughs) as you're watching the game, what is your go-to snack? Oh, good question. Uh, Go-to snack. Uh, probably uh, is some chicken wings. I, I know that oh. that's probably the standard, but uh, probably the chicken wings. Now, are you buying wings. those in a grocery store and cooking them yourself, no. or are you buy t- are you getting takeout somewhere? You're making them yourself. Well, well, Kathy, I'm in the hood, and and there's mm-hmm. a lot of uh, uh, backdoor mm-hmm. places in the hood, and oh, they yeah. sell the best fried chicken wings. So uh, nice. I'm probably I'm probably stopping at one of these places and picking up right. some wings. Fabulous. Good for you, Bill. Live it up. Sounds like a good day, Bill, doesn't it? All right. <laughs> doesn't Great get any better you, than this. Hey, hey, can I leave with this thought? Let me leave you with this thought. Okay. I want to be like Saul. I want to be on the road to the mask. <laughs> Stop it. Very nice. Oh that God. is a good thought from Pastor Bill Glaze, uh, Bethany Baptist Church in Homewood. He wants to be like Damascus. Very good. Take a break. Come back. We got more ahead. We're just getting underway. We're going to talk about uh, presidents come and go. The drapes in the White House, they're forever. Does learning a language feel like this? No habla espanol. Hablo. It's hablo? Yes. It's hablo. 
When you learn a language, you want to actually use it. Babbel is designed with that goal in mind. Since my husband is from Guatemala, I'll apply what I've learned in Babbel to our real-life situations. The app is so easy to use, and it's so practical. It helps you learn things that you will actually need. Babbel, language for life. Celebrating 10 million subscriptions sold. Now try Babbel for free at Babbel.com. That's Babbel.com. B-A-B-B-E-L.com. My eight-year-old niece and I have one very important thing in common. A deep, passionate love for cheesecake. I remember stopping over once with the famous Cheesecake Factory cheesecake. She'd attack that thing exactly like she should. Mid-piece, she looks up and she's got it everywhere. On her nose, her chin, and literally a smear across her elbow. As I was thinking about that moment this week, I thought, that's how I want our Faith and Family Mortgage team to be. When Word FM listeners choose to call us, it really is a gift for us to get to work for you. And whether we're talking refinance, cash-out refinance, or new home purchase, it's a really big deal. So we better be attacking your situation with the fervor of an 8-year-old with her cheesecake. We'll do the work. You just sit back and relax. We are United Faith Mortgage. We pay your appraisal fees up to $500. United Mortgage Corp, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. By now, you've heard me talk about MyPillow and how it literally changed my life. Hey, this is John Hall. MyPillow does not go flat. You can wash and dry them as many times as you want. They maintain their shape and they're made in the USA. And for a limited time, Mike Lindell is offering his premium MyPillows for his lowest prices ever. You can get a standard queen premium MyPillow for just $29.98, originally $69.98. That's a $40 savings, and kings are only $5 more. Not only are you getting the lowest price ever, $29.98 for a standard queen, but Mike is extending his 60-day money-back guarantee to March 1st, 2021. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, use promo code WORD, or you can call one 800 391 You'll find all the MyPillow products at MyPillow.com, but by calling right now at 1-800-391-0954, promo code WORD, you'll get yours soon. Sometimes driving is great, but sometimes it's not so great, like when it's pouring outside. That's when you need the new Michelin Endurance XT silicone wiper blades, designed to repel water, snow, and ice. Get yours today, only at Walmart. We are everywhere on your radio at 101.5 WORD-FM, Pittsburgh, at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and at radio.com. Tonight, we'll see periods of snow and rain. However, little or no accumulation is expected. It'll be breezy late tonight with a low of 32. Tomorrow, morning snow flurries, otherwise cloudy and windy. The high 35, but temperatures will fall into the upper 20s. Tomorrow night, partly cloudy, a few late night flurries, low 20. Saturday, clouds and sun, breezy in the afternoon, high 29. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. Over the last many decades, you see the photograph of the sitting president behind his desk at the Oval Office. It's just, you know, a standard sort of power photo that has emanates around the world. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, the four of the last five sitting presidents at their desk have been framed beautifully by a set of golden drapes. I know them well. So beautiful. Now, um, President Trump had the golden drapes. 
President Biden, he himself sitting at his desk with the golden drapes. Those Obama dra- had the golden drapes. How far back did the golden drapes go? Obama did not have the golden drapes. Oh, Obama okay. had red drapes. Did he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did. So they were designed for Bill Clinton's office, those very specific golden drapes. In 1993, by Little Rock decorator, a woman by the name of Kaki Hawkins-Smith. But uh, they turned out to be one of the consistents in our democracy, four out of the last five sitting presidents. She says this, the curtains in the Oval Office are so important. This design in the yellow damask has a sort of timelessness about it. The most photographed or filmed view of the room is the president sitting at his desk. I'm proud to say that that was my image. If I were her, I'd tell everybody that was my image. That's right. For the past 28 years, these floor-to-ceiling curtains with blue banding and six curved empire valances installed on Clinton's inauguration day have garnered bipartisan support. (laughs) It's the only thing. Yeah, they really have. Um, They have become pop cultural icons. They were copied in the Oval Office um, by Martin Sheen in the West Wing. Um, But how do these newly elected presidents decide their look? Every president hires their own personal designer. Yeah. So the Clintons brought somebody in from Little Rock, Arkansas. They probably, right, they knew her when he was the governor. Sure. But every every uh, president brings their own designer in. But the but the consensus has been, four out of five, those drapes are something beautiful. Here's the really cool thing. All presidential appointments, whether they're photographs, furniture, uh, pottery, busts, you name it, are all stored in a gigantic warehouse, mm. not far from the White House. Okay. It's really? gigantic. Tens of thousands of square feet. But so those are like the gifts that the presidents get when they go overseas from foreign? No. They can just, be some of those things. Stuff. But generally what it is, things that have worked with other presidents in the past. Mm. Like so a designer will come in and buy, uh, here, I'm going to buy a new rug. I'm going to buy five new chairs. I'm going to buy two new, you know, whatever. And then at the term, whenever that term ends, those materials are, some are set aside for historical purposes. Most are put into a warehouse. And then the new designer has access to a gigantic book before the new president sits down. They can thumb through them. So on the morning of inauguration, the old contents are you know released, put in storage, and the new ones already chosen really? are okay. put into place. Okay. So and there has to be some sort of, well, I would hope there is some sort of like cost limit on what you're purchasing new or that's not I'm not case. sure about that because they, they talk about, if you want to use the old stuff, that's great. But if you want to design new rugs, new furniture, new dra- new carpets, go for it. I don't know if there's a governmental cap. Let's okay. hope Okay. All right. So so does the article detail what happened to the golden drapes while Obama was president? They were in storage. Okay. Put, yeah. They talked about, you know, they're cleaned, they're, you know, covered in linen and then put in this hermetically sealed storage room. Right. It's like, uh, okay. So, and then now that the golden drapes are back and Biden's keeping the golden drapes. Well, here's the deal. The Bidens have yet to choose a designer. Oh, what? Although when you, you know, look at the Oval Office, I mean, there's some beautiful artifacts. Every per- There's a lot Everything of Everything in the White House is beautiful. Right. I mean, yeah. who are we kidding? Right. So they have yet to make a wholesale change. If indeed they will do that, they're given the opportunity. But just, you know, as one president exits on inauguration day, then, you know, there can be a temporary stage or it could be the permanent stage. Right. Okay. Now, did they say how much the uh, original golden draperies cost? No, no one talks about price. Okay. 
because they're incredibly tall. I mean, they're probably 20 feet tall. Yeah. And that's a very expensive fabric and they're beautiful and they've they lasted all this time. I bet that did was... you grow up with drapes in your, in your family home? Yes. So did we. And I remember my parents being very particular about the drapes and mm -hmm. they had, they were, you know, they were on, you pulled this, and right. they spent some money. My parents were yeah. people not to spend money, but they spent money for some reason on those drapes. Right. Drapes are very important to me as well. Are they though? Yes, very much so. I really think about them. Mm. Just say. Oh, your life could be better if you thought about them. Or maybe not. Mm -hmm. Let us take a break. We come back and talk to Cy Gart. Are humans special? That's next. Pittsburgh's Christian Talk. We are Word FM. One hundred one point five WORD. I'm appealing to every member of the city of God living in the city of man to never shrink from speaking the truth in love at a time when we are seeing so many people giving up and they have joined the current of culture. You and I, who know the word of God, must say with Joshua, as for me and my household, we shall worship the Lord. Be challenged this week on Leading the Way with Dr. Michael Youssef. Tomorrow morning at 6.30 on 101.5 WORD. If you're in HR, you're probably wearing a lot of hats. Recruiter, team builder, trainer, mediator, policymaker, and of course, paper pusher. But not anymore. Bamboo HR is the number one HR software for small and medium businesses. It manages all your employee data easily and automates countless tasks so you can focus on people, not paperwork. Bamboo HR frees you from spreadsheets so you can do your real job, creating a great place to work. If the data shuffle and paperwork mountain have you ready to hang up all your hats, you're ready for Bamboo. If you handle HR records and paperwork, Bamboo HR is a dream. Let us free up your time and put your days of pushing paperwork behind you so you can focus on the people and making your company a great place to work for everyone. Try PC Magazine's top pick for HR software free today. Just go to bamboohr.com HR. This is a limited offer, only available to radio listeners at bamboohr.com HR. That's bamboohr.com HR. I have two dogs, Sam and Bailey. Both are golden retrievers. Poor Sam, he was a mess. Always itching. His paws were soaking wet all day from just constant licking. He had bald spots on his back. I just don't like putting shots and steroids into your dog all the time. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Dynavite is nutrition. Probably two weeks after he started Dynavite, I started seeing great improvements. And today, 99% of his issues are non-existent. It's amazing stuff. Since Bailey has been 12 weeks old, he's been a Dynavite dog. And he has zero issues today. He won't eat his food without Dynavite. When I get out the Dynavite, my dogs actually salivate. Like I'm getting them a treat. They drool over it. Dynavite is the best thing you can do for your dog. You won't believe how happy your dog will be. I get my Dynavite from D-I-N-O. V-I-T-E dot com. I'm a North Hills girl, and I'm proud to serve that community that I've grown up with. Stock Family Dentistry's Dr. Megan Stock. Nobody in my family was a dentist. It was kind of this innate thing planted in my heart since about first grade. And so God leading me down this path, it's been incredible to not only see my passion come to life, but to be able to do it at home is incredible. Exceptional dentistry, compassionate care. Stock Family Dentistry, Perry Highway in Wexford. Visit StockFamilyDentistry.com.
and I, mm-hmm. I was. I as was you are. Obsessed. Yeah, as a kid, I was just like totally obsessed with, you know, <clears throat> Mercury, Gemini, Apollo, Man on Moon, and all mm-hmm. of that. And then seeing those images of the pale blue dot, which is planet yeah. Earth in the vastness and blackness of space. I mean, and uh, Carl Sagan uh, has a really beautiful piece it's from a book, but it, there's an audio recording about the pale blue dot speaking of that and everybody we know and all the blood spilled and every ruler and dictator and every relationship on this little tiny pale blue dot that floats in the middle of nowhere. It's really beautiful. But you think about our presence here on this earth and how God has given us this very gorgeous, very fragile. Mm-hmm. I think it says something about God's love for us. And our next guest is going to go and speak about that, about human beings and our place in the universe and our place, I believe, in God's creation. Cy Gard is back with us. Cy's a regular guest on our show. Cy's a biochemist who has uh, taught at uh, NYU, the University of Pittsburgh, and Rutgers. He's the author of The Works of His Hands, A Scientist's Journey from Atheism to Faith. Cy, welcome back. Thank you, and I'm happy to be here. Yeah, Cy, always good to have you. Um, so let's talk about that blue dot that uh, John was speaking of. Uh, you know, the images that we've seen from space are so amazing. I mean, they just give you a different perspective on uh, what we understand of creation. But from your perspective as a scientist, how do you see it? Well, it's a fascinating question because in addition to the beauty of the pale blue dot. What I've also seen from some people, including Carl Sagan and maybe some other, you know, uh, astronomers and cosmologists as well, is a sort of a, a, a putting down of the Earth as, as sort of insignificant, as very small and not in the center of the galaxy, but sort of, you know, minor and not very important. And uh, I find that disturbing because uh, I don't think that the size of our planet (laughs) has any relevance to its importance. And I'd like to mention a book um, by Hugh Ross um, called Improbable Planet, who talks about the incredible uh, beauty of this Earth and the way it is just set up for us. You know, most planets, I believe, very few planets would be able to host us, never mind allow for the origin of life. And right. uh, the Earth is really exceptional. It, it it doesn't matter what its size is. Its beauty comes from what it, how God created it to be our home. And I think that's that's the lesson that I get from that whole discussion about our planet. Yeah. But that same discussion about significance and insignificance also sometimes is applied to human beings. Uh, you know, anyone who's read my book knows that I do support the concept of evolution, macroevolution, and microevolution. But I draw the line when it comes to people because uh, I don't see scientifically um, any way that everything that we know about how humans are could come from an evolutionary process. And theologically, uh, what I think guides me and guides me in in every aspect is that we're made in the image of God. And Genesis says that very clearly. And we are the only living creature that's singled out in that way. And so the question is, is that true? Is that accurate? Or are we just 
another product of mind evolutionary processes. And I think that it is true that we're special and different. And, you know, uh, it, does, it doesn't take a huge amount of scientific research to see that. All we have to do is ask ourselves how many, how many chimps or other animals that are related to us physically have radio shows and people call in with cell phones and talk to them. You know, that's right. very few, as far as I know. Right. As far as we know. We're talking to Dr. Seibert. Go ahead. Keep going, Seibert. No, I was just going to say, and, 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 and the thing about people, which is different from any other organism that's ever lived, is that we change. We adapt. We, we are no longer at the mercy of genetic evolution. We, we now uh, live in ways that are extremely different from the way our ancestors lived, in, you know, 100,000 years ago or even five years ago, if you think about it. And no other animal does that. I mean, chimps still live the way they did four million years ago. They, there's no difference. Uh, and that, that's because we have these brains and we have souls and we have spirit. And all of that is a gift of God. And that's what makes us human, not, not you know, our bodies, not our structure. Uh, but the fact that we can speak and we can feel and love and we make music and um, you know, all of that is just outside of the realm of any naturalistic explanation, in my view. So the question was, are humans special? And Sai, you're saying resoundingly, yes, they are, for any number of many and varied reasons. Exactly. And I, to be honest with you, I, what really annoys me about some people, um, many of them are atheists, it's not so much that they don't believe in God, because I kind of understand that. I, I was an atheist myself most of my life, and I understand why some people prefer not to believe in God and have not been touched by the Spirit. But to not believe in people, I find crazy and abhorrent. I mean, when, when you say that when people, and there are scientists, anthropologists, and other people, social scientists, when they, when they say things like, you know, there's really very little difference between humans and other apes. You know, uh, the other apes also do the same thing we do and all this. Um, I, my, frankly, my blood boils because it's so obviously untrue. And it, I, I, think, it's, I think it's really uh, too bad that that meme is out there circulating. I mean, uh, I think it goes against science. And, of course, it definitely goes against the word of God. Dr. Seigard is with us, biochemist, author of The Works of His Hands, has taught a scientist's journey from atheism to faith. Sai, there's this incredible photograph. I wonder if you've seen it. Um, it's been circulating on Twitter for a long time, and it's, a, it's an underwater photograph of a scuba diver and a whale. And they're both, mm -hmm. uh, they're both you know, sitting uh, vertically in the water. And so you can see how how incredibly large the whale is and how very, very right. tiny the man, how very, very tiny the man is. And the man's reaching out uh, to touch the whale who has, who has a, a flipper out. It's just, a, it's such a spectacular image. It's just one of my favorites, but I look at it often because I, you know, you look at, at how small the human is and then you mm -hmm. look at the unbelievable capacity that the human has for good right. and evil. I mean, it's really right. shocking to contemplate the type of responsibility that humans have been given by God. 
I absolutely agree, and I and I think that's a wonderful image. And I have to I have to clarify something. I I love animals, and I I had a very spiritual experience. Speaking of whales, uh, when mm-hmm. I was one time I was on a small boat off the coast of Maine, and I encountered a couple of dolphins. Mm. Uh, who were worried about me because I was out too far in my small boat, uh, and they really? were and they guided me back to shore. Yeah, really? <laughs> and uh, you know, I'm were not you a believer sailor. Then, I'm an amateur sailor. I'm sorry. Were you a believer then? Again, were you a believer then when those? You know, I was on. I was at that time when that happened. I was thinking about it, but okay. I was not yet there. And it's an excellent question, John, because that experience gave me such an incredible thrill to interact with, you know, God's world and and God's creatures in that way. Now, I would never say that dolphins are the equal of people, but dolphins, whales, other animals, you know, have, have intelligence. They have have their role to play. We don't know. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, We don't know how they, how they work, but you know, uh, that was an amazing experience, and it, it was one of the incidents that brought me, you know, closer to faith at that time. It's a beautiful story, Cy. Si. Boy, Psych well, I wish our time wasn't up, and yet it is. Yes, yeah, it's always a pleasure. Thanks for being with us here today. My pleasure. See you next month. Yeah. The Works of His Hands, A Scientist's Journey from Atheism to Faith. Isn't been he speaking terrific? with Cy Garth. Take a quick break, come back. Hey, we've got a brand new winner for our wedding stories contest. Stick around for your great story next. Some home repairs simply can't wait for spring, especially a leaky roof or drafty old windows. You can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, windows, gutters and downspouts, siding, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Don't put it off. Right now, Windows R Us offers 12 months no interest financing and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Get new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office. Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, or composite. To show their appreciation to word listeners, you'll also get 10% off your total project when you mention this station. Get 12 months, no interest, no processing fee, and 10% off, backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. That's WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. What if I told you you could save a baby's life for just $28? What's true? Preborn is a ministry doing just that with the help of people just like you by offering free ultrasound sessions to pregnant women and girls who might otherwise choose to end their pregnancy. We know that pregnant girls and women who can see their babies on ultrasound are far more likely to choose life. Your gift today can save babies' lives. Just $28 can give a mother who is abortion-minded the chance to see the truth of the baby that is growing inside her. $140 can do this for five girls and women. And a $15,000 gift will provide an ultrasound machine that will save lives for years to come. Whether you want to save one baby or five or hundreds, that opportunity is just a phone call or click away. Call 833-850-BABY. That's 833-850-2229. Or give online, preborn.org slash radio. Excuse me. Why don't you have life insurance yet? I've got diabetes, and I know the price will be through the roof for the pre-existing condition. 
Well, actually, SelectQuote makes it easy to get very affordable life insurance, even if you have a health issue. I'm listening. You'll get quotes from some of the country's most trusted carriers. Even with your diabetes, you can get around $250,000 in insurance for as little as a dollar a day. That would be amazing. <laughs> What's it called again? Select Quote. Just call or go to selectquote.com to get your free quote. Get the coverage you need at a price you can afford. Call 1-800-694-1010 or go to selectquote.com today. That's 1-800-694-1010 or selectquote.com. Selectquote. We shop. You save. Get full details on example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Monthly premiums vary based on health company and other factors. Not available in all states. have been enjoying reading your stories our wedding stories contest continues on wordfm.com you'll see the wedding stories banner and uh, submit your story you've got uh, until the 12th to submit your story we'll have grand prize winners of which there are so many wonderful prizes sponsored by trinity jewelers joe ford your financial advisor and shelly murray photo rescue and organization today as always when kath reads the story that winner, who's going to receive a Roland's Seafood Certificate for 50 bucks, a nice meal down nice. at Roland's, then you'll be included in the grand prize drawing as well. So, Kath, you got a fun story, yeah? Yeah, this is from Jody Kirsten. She's our winner today. This is what she says, John. She said, my husband and I both met while we were stationed in the Navy in Iceland. Hmm. It's cold there, right? Yeah. <laughs> very, very cold. Iceland. She said, I got out to take care of my mom, who had been diagnosed with cancer. He and I kept in touch. However, the long-distance relationship, he ended up getting stationed in Florida. I was home with my mom in California. It just didn't last. I knew what I wanted, but he was still unsure about committing. So sadly, I ended things. But that's not the end of the story. A few months later, after my mom passed away, he was doing work in Nevada where I was close by and asked if I could meet him for lunch. I did, and he wrote me the most wonderful letter on how much he loved me and wanted to spend the rest of his life with me and asked if I'd move with him to Florida. What? What? Man. So I packed up all my stuff and drove to Florida. But she said, about a month later, we went out one evening onto the beach, which I thought was strange. It was nice, though. And then to my surprise, he proposed. We got married at the courthouse, had an amazing reception with his close friends and family, and we have been married for 15 years. Fabulous. That's a good one, isn't it? Very good. Jody. Jody. Very nice, Jody. She drove to, she was in California. She drove to Florida. I mean, there's a lot of moving around. Can you imagine being together in Iceland? And no. then you leave each other and the relationship cools off, so to speak. Right? <laughs> I mean, holy smokes. No yeah, wonder they had good. to meet in Florida. They've had to, like, you know, mm-hmm. get back to a normal body temperature. Right. Well, you know what they say? The heart wants what the heart wants. And yeah. clearly, the, the great distance, the heart wanted that. Very good. That's an excellent story. Uh, yeah. So, Jody, you and your husband uh, get on down to the strip and enjoy your meal down at Rollins. Uh, get the lobster roll, I might add, please. Oh yeah, sign up at wordfm.com. And, yeah, we're taking uh, we're taking uh, entries until February twelfth at midnight. So if you'd like to add your wedding story to the list and try to be a winner on a daily basis, then uh, you should do that. Wordfm.com. Very nice. Take a break. Come back. Reset for the five o'clock hour. Got a great story ahead about Jackie Kennedy and mm. the kindness yeah. of the occupants at the White House who invited her back. Stick around for that.
101.5 WORD-FM Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app. iHeart, tune in and at radio.com. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. Asserting a broad reset of American foreign policy, President Joe Biden says he will halt the withdrawal of U.S. troops stationed in Germany, end support for Saudi Arabia's military offensive in Yemen, and make support for LGBTQ rights a cornerstone of U.S. diplomacy. Aides outlined some of his plans for what Biden is calling a return to the grounding of our global power as the president makes his first trip to the State Department as president. The visit doubles as an opportunity to buck up a diplomatic corps, many of whom were discouraged by the policies of former President Trump. Taking a look at the Wall Street numbers, they continue to trek upward. The Dow up 332 to 31,055. The S&P advanced 42. The NASDAQ up by 167 to 13,777. More details at srnnews.com. If you owe $27 trillion and you didn't have the money to pay it off, what would you need to do? Well, you need to make a lot more money, right? Well, now America's debt is more than $27 trillion, and right now taxes are at historically low levels. It doesn't take a genius to realize taxes will probably go up. Now think about your retirement accounts. Do you want to pay taxes on some of that money now when rates are lower or later when rates are much higher? Now, whether you should pay taxes now or in retirement depends on a lot of things. That's why Kirk Kenotic and Accurate Solutions Group has a free guide called You and Your Taxes to help you determine what's best for you. To get your copy of You and Your Taxes, call or text TAX to 412-515-3555. That's TAX to 412-515-3555. When taxes go up, will you be ready? Get this free guide from Kirk Kenotic and Accurate Solutions Group now. Call or text TAX to 412 515 3555. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. Our firm may not give tax advice. 2021 is the perfect time to add a healthy new habit to your daily wellness routine. Good nasal hygiene. We all know there's bad stuff in the air, allergens, bacteria, viruses, and that some of it's very dangerous. So what can you do to protect yourself? Well, you can clean your nose with Navage. Your nose is the body's air filter, and with Navage, you help your body defend itself by flushing out the crud and germs. I'm Martin Hoke, and I invented Navage, the world's only nose cleaner with powered suction. Navage is easy to use, affordable, and it has over 40,000 online reviews, averaging 4.7 stars. Join millions of Navage users to relieve congestion and allergies, breathe better, sleep deeper, snore less, and feel healthier without drugs. At Navage.com, CVS, Walgreens, Bed Bath, Target, and Rite Aid. You wash your hands and brush your teeth every day. Let 2021 be the year you start cleaning your nose with Navage. N-A-V-A-G-E. Clean nose, healthy life. Navage. 2021 is already off to a disturbing start for conservatives. We've seen Twitter unilaterally shut down President Trump's account. The conservative platform Parler was booted off the Apple Store by Apple. And big tech is muzzling free speech at a speed that nobody could have predicted. Nobody except biologist and evolutionary theorist Brett Weinstein, who appeared in the film No Safe Spaces, to issue this warning about political correctness running amok. YouTube and Google Facebook and Twitter dictate whose voices can be heard. And if those entities start trying to engineer the conversation to adhere to the rules laid out with these phony Trojan horse terms, disaster will be the result. 
You and your family need to see No Safe Spaces now before any more of our freedoms are muzzled. Just go to SalemNow.com to get your copy of No Safe Spaces. Use the promo code SALEM for 20% off. SalemNow.com. Promo code SALEM. Tonight we'll see periods of snow and rain. However, little or no accumulation is expected. It'll be breezy late tonight with a low of 32. Tomorrow, morning snow flurries, otherwise cloudy and windy. The high 35, but temperatures will fall into the upper 20s. Tomorrow night, partly cloudy, a few late night flurries, low 20. Saturday, clouds and sun, breezy in the afternoon, high 29. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Greetings. Thanks for coming along for the 5 o'clock hour. It's um, International Optimist Day, Kath. Uh, is your yes. glass half empty or half full? Always half full. Always. Always an optimist, are you? Yeah, always. There's no point in not being an optimist. It doesn't help. I agree. It doesn't. I mean, you know, but don't you succumb to the despair? Oh, I mean, you know me. You hang out sure. with me. Yeah, <laughs> sure. I succumb to despair. Yep. Mike, think, optimist, pessimist. Yeah. Uh, what about realist? Is that an option? No, no. Realist? I'm asking one of the two. All right. All right. Where do you lean? Half my, full, half empty. My wife would say I'm I'm a pessimist. I like to consider myself an optimist, but. Oh, so there's a little bit of a difference in perception yeah. in the Duffy household. Yes, yes. Oh, that's what yes. a marriage will do to you. Yep. Huh? Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Boy, there must be something wrong with you two because my husband and I have never had a difference. <laughs> I can't even say it. Oh, you see notes. I was glad I had to stop because it was mm-hmm. so ridiculous. Very good. Hey, I, I read this uh, article uh, about uh, Jackie Kennedy. Mm, yeah, and, I saw that. Uh, I think it's, uh, is it? I People Magazine, it. I think. It might be in People Magazine. Yeah. Yeah, it's been Which a long time. we usually separate. don't use as, an, as a major news source on the ride right. home. So the story goes that, um, you know, of course, when JFK was assassinated, the Kennedy family, Jackie and her kids, John and Caroline, they left the White House. And they left the White House, like, quickly. They never returned. All their things were packed up. I mean, can you imagine the shocking horror of that your husband's murdered on a national stage extreme violence and the place that you lived and honored and were working the place that you loved all of a sudden you walk away and you don't come back she was invited jackie uh, kennedy was over the years Um, but then in 1973 um, richard nixon and pat nixon said come on back come on back because there were two paintings of JFK that were going to be unveiled in a public okay. ceremony. And Jackie Kennedy said, uh, Jackie Onassis said, thank you. I, I, I just can't do it. So then she said, would it be possible for you to invite my family for us to come back privately? So Pat and Richard Nixon said, absolutely. Now some new letters have just been unearthed that shows the exchange between Pat Kennedy and uh, Jackie uh, Onassis. And uh, Jackie Onassis says, as you know, the thought of returning to the White House in a letter to Pat Nixon is difficult for me. I really do not have the courage to go through an official ceremony and bring the children back. Instead of pomp and circumstance, the official presentation of the portraits, would I suggest an alternate solution? 
So um, she says, could it perhaps be announced that the portraits would go on view on any date you might suggest? I would send a statement thanking you and perhaps any day before or after at your convenience. So that's exactly what happened. Afterwards, Jackie O wrote to Pat Nixon and she said, quote, can you imagine the gift you gave me to the return to the White House privately with my little mm. ones? Now, at the time, they were 10 and 13 years of age. John was 10. Caroline was 13. To return to the White House privately with, privately with my little ones while they are still young enough to rediscover their childhood with you, both as guides and with your daughters, such extraordinary young women. Also, beyond belief, the superb dinner you provided with a precious bottle of Bordeaux. The White House looked so perfect. And that evening, before I put John to sleep, I explained the photographs of Jack and him in his room. There you are, Daddy, right where the president were describing the great seal, there on the path with the president accompanied to his car. Your kindness to my children made real memories of the shadowy ones. Isn't that beautiful? It sure is. The children also sent uh, notes, thank you notes later on to the president and Mrs. Nixon. And those notes were also included at the Richard Nixon Library. Hmm. Um, It's just, it's part of a bygone era where there is a a graciousness that is shared between people who suffered in a national tragedy. Right. And who are from different parties. Yep. Right. Who were, I mean, think of the, the, you know, war of words that Kennedy and Nixon had right. over so long. Yeah, not pleasant. And then a, a, a distant member of the family, well, not a distant, Rose Kennedy, who was John Kennedy's mother, she wrote a letter, which also included in the exhibition. She says to the Nixons, your warm-hearted welcome to Jackie and my <laughs> grandchildren on a day which might have been most difficult for all of them moved me deeply. And so, dear Mrs. Nixon, you brought joy to many who are near and dear to me, and I thank you from my heart. That's really, really mm-hmm. sweet. That's good. Yep. And uh, speaking of the White House, today was the uh, the National Prayer Breakfast. Oh, yeah. Of course, in all things uh, in uh, the world, uh, that was a um, <clears throat> a virtual prayer breakfast. Okay. And uh, the president was there, members of the cabinet, as well as, uh, as you might imagine, the uh, upper echelon hoi polloi of, um, of Washington, D.C. insiders. Okay. The prayer breakfast. You know, for many years, we had a prayer breakfast here in the city of Pittsburgh. I believe this is the last two years the prayer breakfast has not taken place. Just because of COVID, right? right. But it's going to be back next year. In 2022. We got the communication. We'll be happy to be the MCs of that again and certainly look forward to being able to gather as a group, for crying out loud. Well, good to see President Biden at the uh, prayer breakfast. I think it is important to say that um, the media is fine with Joe Biden's Catholicism, um, but they uh, treated Amy Coney Barrett's Catholicism like it was some kind of dangerous thing that was going to be uh, put upon the nation. A cult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Double standard there. Double standard. Shall we take a break? Yeah, let's do All it. All right. Let's talk movies. What are you watching? What are you streaming? Alyssa Wilkinson will join us to talk about that next. W-O-R-D. How should you respond when people say you're intolerant for opposing immorality and false views of God? How do you love your enemies while pointing out their sins and calling them to repent? 
Is that even something you should be doing? How to Think and Act in Evil Days. That's John MacArthur's focus this week on Grace to You. Tomorrow morning at 7 on 101.5 WORD. Do you suffer from lower back pain, knee pain, foot pain, plantar fasciitis, arthritis, fallen arches, or neuropathy? If yes, just stop and write this magic word, G-Defy. What is G-Defy? G-Defy is the footwear designed by Gravity Defier Medical Technology with the worldwide patented VersoShock sole. Their shoes are clinically proven to relieve pain by a double-blind clinical study. You can try pair free for 30 days with free corrective fit orthotic inserts. If you're not satisfied, just return the shoes for a full refund and keep the orthotics as a gift. Save $20 and get free shipping when you go to gdefy.com slash radio and use code radio. That's g-d-e-f-y dot com slash radio. Code radio. In 1901, a woman by the name of Annie Taylor climbed into a barrel so that she could ride that barrel over Niagara Falls the first person to do so. The reason for her crazy endeavor? She was struggling to make ends meet, and she was hoping for fame and financial security. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, a faith and family mortgage team that tries to improve your financial outlook without having to ship you over a 170-foot waterfall. Our mortgage team happens to be an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls. There's no middleman. This advantage often allows us to get you a better rate, which can save you monthly and lifelong money through a refinance, or help you with a cash-out refinance, cashing out some of your home's equity to use for life. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Miller Park, Road, Melbourne, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to animalistconsumeraccess.org. Corporate animalist number 1335. Rack number 65233. Equal housing lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. Time is running out to enter the Rocket Mortgage Super Bowl Square sweepstakes. Someone wins $50,000 every score change during Super Bowl 55. Touchdowns, field goals, extra points, $50,000. Plus, two grand prize winners will win a half a million dollars they could use toward their dream home. Hurry up and enter for free at rocketmortgagesquares.com. No purchase necessary. Legal residents of the 50 U.S. and D.C. of age of majority. Ends February 4th. Licensed in all 50 states and MLS number 3030. The NFL is not sponsored promotion in any way. I love when the month ends and you turn the calendar on a new month and then... Your streaming services, whether you know you're subscribing to Netflix or Prime or Hulu or Disney or whatever you've got, right? They're flooded with all these new and interesting things to watch. It's just, it's it's one of the miracles. Truly, it is one of the miracles of the modern age, which really I is. Really love. Alyssa Wilkinson is with us. Uh, Alyssa is a film critic at Vox.com. She's been writing about film and culture since 2006. Alyssa's work has appeared in Rolling Stone, Washington Post, Vulture, RogerEbert.com, The Atlantic, among many others, and she's a regular guest on our show. Hey, Alyssa, welcome back. Hey, it's good to be here. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, always good to hear from you, Alyssa. Okay, so first off, John and I had a little argument yesterday on the air. Um, 
which I know is, is a surprise to you. Now, he has totally in every possible way devalued the Golden Globes as some you know silly fluff. <laughs> and I said that I think that you know we owe it to the entertainment industry because they've sustained us right. throughout this horrible era and allowed us <laughs> to like maintain a sense of sanity. Right. Cats uh, think mm-hmm. that Hollywood should jump the line and get COVID shots right away. I'm not <laughs> saying I never no, said that. They are that national is, see, heroes. that's what happens when people exaggerate your point of view, Alyssa. That's what happens. <laughs> well, I, the Golden Globes are such a weird case to talk about because the people who give them out are not in Hollywood at all. In, I, I don't right. They're not even in people, the country. I mean, they they are required to be based in Southern California. But oh, are they? About, okay, I didn't even know that. Yeah, there's, there's about 90 of them, and the only requirement is that uh, well, I mean, they have to get into the group. Nobody really knows who they are. Um, and there's about 90 and never more than 100 of them. And they are journalists who cover Hollywood for foreign outlets. That's why they're called the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. And they, they're they kind of famous for giving awards to shiny objects and whoever sort of mounted the best awards campaign for them, which means they get gifts from studios, you know, all of all of this kind of thing. Um, and they're they're pretty famous for that. So um, so you know, people who watch um, the show are sometimes interested in it, and I think they'll probably put on an interesting show. Um, you know, normally the show is pretty wild because there's an open bar, and so the things get a right. little crazier as the night goes on. Um, this year it'll be a little different, but generally, I, I feel like people get uh, assign outsized importance to the awards themselves, whereas the only reason anyone talks about them is they're on TV. Um, you know, and you can contrast that with like the the Academy that gives out the Oscars. There are 10,000 people in the Academy, all of whom have worked in the entertainment business in one way or another. And, you know, it's a very selective group, despite the fact that there's 10,000 of them. The the Golden Globes are given out by people who, like, kind of get a lot of swag in the mail and also write some articles or interview some stars. So it's a very different group of people. <laughs> it's a very so 10,000 versus how many? How many in the Hollywood Foreign Press? In the Hollywood Foreign Press? Well, nobody knows for sure, but there's around 90 and there's never more than 100. That is awesome. I never knew that. So I wonder, like, you know, (laughs) at Hollywood insider parties, are there weird glances across the room from those who may know who those other people are that you yourself are? Yeah, well, I mean, it's not like Fight Club. You're allowed to talk about it, um, but, there, <laughs> but there's no um, there's no published list, and there isn't a published list of um, Academy members either. To be fair, and a big reason is that you know it kind of protects the people in those voting bodies from being mobbed with requests, uh, you know, and and just phone calls and whatever from um, from directors and filmmakers who are desperate to have their tiny film be seen and considered. So there's a reasoning behind it, but I believe in 2015, Vulture, um, which is the pop culture site for for New York Magazine, did an investigation where they basically tried to dig up who actually is in the Hollywood Foreign Press. And if you go Google it and read it, it's pretty pretty funny. Some people are definitely legitimate journalists who work a lot and you know go to festivals and publish articles, and some of them nobody's really sure why these people are in the group. So. Um, it's a little, it's a little funny every year that people get so, um, kind of hepped up over the results of the Golden Globes when you could probably get a similar thing by just wandering down to, you know, a local coffee shop and, and grabbing 90 people and seeing what they liked (laughs) from the last year. 
I'm glad you bring this up because, you know, the emotion. So I'm reading, we, we were watching um, Emily in Paris, which mm-hmm. is, you know, uh, it's, it's been enjoyable. I mean, you know, again, everything. Yeah. I can't talk, believe you're watching that. This is not family fair here. Well, uh, well you know, um, here's the deal. Uh, you, know, you know how it is. You've got to make negotiations between you and your wife. Oh, okay. Right. right. And to me, that's kind of like the because you're in Paris, you know, and it, it's light and fluffy. Yeah, how it's, bad only, could it be? it's short. It's 25 minutes, you know, and so yep. you get a little nibbles of things, and it, it's not bad. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not, I, I don't hate it, and uh, it's it's fine. But you know, Alyssa's <laughs> speaking about emotion, and you're and I'm and today. I'm reading someone saying, "Oh, Emily in Paris was snubbed." I'm in a rage about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that's the thing, right? People, and this happens every year with awards. I think it is genuinely kind of shocking to me that that show, which I watched all of, um, it made me miss Paris so much, which is a place I've spent a lot of time. But, um, but I mean, I think I would say objectively not a good show, even about Paris itself. Um, but super fun to watch. This is the only kind yeah. of stuff that I watch on TV these days, so that's fine. Um, but it's kind of wild to imagine giving an award to it. The the Golden Globes are known for having just bizarre, eccentric tastes and like, you know, the nominations come up and people like me who cover the business for a living are, are like, I've genuinely never heard of that movie or that TV show. Um, so this this happens every year. I think the surprising part with Emily in Paris is that everyone had heard of it because everyone kind of hate watched it. And suddenly they were like, well, that's not an award show. And then, you know, I think by contrast, a lot of people were upset that a really highly acclaimed and, you know, very, very lauded by audiences to show like um, I May Destroy You, you know, which is which is really great television, um, just got lost, left off the list entirely. And then you're like, well, what is this trash show that's not even, you know, it's at best just kind of fluffy nonsense doing on this list but again the golden globes are super weird they probably got some really great french um you know wine or something in the mail and we're like i'll watch the show and that's how it ends up on the list so weird so there's <laughs> politics everywhere is what you're saying Alyssa. okay so let's take some time as you always do i love when you join us because you know you point us in directions where we may not necessarily be but before you start i just gotta i gotta say i want to hear your take on a film that i loved called the white tiger yes I really liked that. Um, so if you loved The White Tiger, I would also suggest looking up that director's other films. Um, yeah. He, uh, you know, some of his early work, like Chop Shop, um, is a, a movie that you would think was a documentary, but it's not um, about two kids living um, in Willits Point, which is behind the old Shea Stadium in New York. It was just really good. He made a great movie with um, Andrew Garfield and Michael Shannon a few years ago called 99 Homes. That's about the housing crisis and the people who were really affected by it. So he's a great mm-hmm. filmmaker, uh, Ramin Barani. Um, but this film is based on a best-selling novel. I hadn't read the novel, um, no. but it's set in India. Um, and it's about, you know, a person who, a young man who's basically trying to find his way out of poverty, um, which sounds a lot like the premise of something like Slumdog Millionaire, right? But yeah. this movie actually um, kind of blatantly says, like, that's a fantasy um, and, you know, tries to to show that there are some systemic barriers in place um, that keep people from climbing out of their 
there a lot in life, um, especially in a place like India that has, you know, an established caste system, all these things. Uh, you know, I think there's probably critiques to be made about the film that it maybe glosses over some things about Indian culture. Um, I've certainly heard those from um, Indian critics, but on the whole, I think it's super engaging and really thoughtful and, and the performances are great. Um, so, yeah, I really enjoyed that film quite a bit. Fabulous. The White Tiger. Okay, so like you said, you know, as we're going over the list yesterday for the Golden Globes, to be honest, uh, and, you know, you're the in, uh, industry professional, I'm looking at those lists and I'm thinking, I've missed three quarters I don't know of anything. these things that are being held right. here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it happens. One reason that that's true is that um, the Golden Globes extended, at least for films, um, they extended the eligibility window to the end of February. So normally... A movie had to have come out by December 31st, but early last year, the, yeah, early last year, the Oscars decided to extend by two months because they thought maybe things would be in better state by now. Um, The Golden Globes followed suit. Some other um, awards bodies did too. So you're seeing some films crop up there that haven't come out yet and will come out this month. Um, so that's that's one of the things that's happening there. But yeah, I okay. mean, a lot of people missed a lot of films this year just because there wasn't the usual marketing apparatus um, behind them or because you couldn't see what was on at your local theater. Right. So it was just lost in the in the morass. But I, I would say a lot of the I mean, everything that's been nominated is or will be streaming. So there's there's no such thing as a theatrical only movie right now. Oh, good. Yeah, and a lot of them, I think, are are pretty decent um, nominations overall. There's there's some goofy ones, as always. Um, but, like, for instance, if people haven't seen um, One Night in Miami, I would greatly, greatly recommend that one. I actually told my mom to watch it, and she loved it, too. Um, it's on Amazon Prime. Uh, it's directed by Regina King. It's based on a play. Um, and it's set on one night, you know, in Miami after Muhammad Ali, um, who had not yet converted. Um, yeah, he, it's, so it's him and Malcolm X and, um, Leslie Cook and, uh, Jim Brown, the, the football player. And they have this kind of, it's a conversation that's imagined, but the situation actually happens. So that's that's a great one. It has amazing performances. Um, you know, there's other movies on there that are well worth watching. David Fincher's Mank is a great movie for people who are sort of, mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess, uh, cinephiles. I would say if you've watched if you've watched Citizen Kane ever, um, it's it's pretty great. Um, there's uh, there's a nomination for not as many as I was expecting, but there are nominations for the film Judas and the Black Messiah, um, yeah. which hasn't come out yet, but will be on HBO Max in a couple mm-hmm. weeks. Mm-hmm. And that one's great. Um, so Daniel Kaluuya plays Fred Hampton, um, the the Black Panther leader in Chicago. And it's sort of set up as a story about um, someone who infiltrated the Black Panthers. This actually happened um, to inform for the FBI. But the uh, the narrative is set up as sort of Judas. Um, and, you know, what is it like to be a traitor who comes to believe um, but, you know, can't get around the situation they put themselves in. So I would mm. definitely recommend that one when it comes out. Amazing okay. performances from Daniel Kulia and from Lakeith Stanfield. Um, so, there's a, you know, there's a lot of good stuff coming down the pike. Uh, everyone just needs to hold tight and <laughs> make sure that they make their right. list and, and are ready to watch them when they come out. 
Alyssa Wilkinson with us, film critic for Vox. Alyssa, before you leave us, um, you want to give us a couple TV shows that you liked? I know Emily in Paris, you know, it's hard to come up with anything you're going to like as much as that. No, no. I love that you said hate watch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I, I like trash. It's, it's fun. No, but uh, yeah, fun. a show that's not trash, that's really kind of good that I've just watched. Um, it's also on Netflix. Uh, is a, a French show called Lupin. I don't know if you've heard of this. It's called what? Yeah, oh, yeah. I, saw, I just saw that last night come across my screen. Yeah. It's a remake, right? It, it, is, it is an adaptation of a 19th century novel about a character who um, is a French character who's kind of well-known, um, pops up in other forms, uh, who's kind of a cross between like Robin Hood and Sherlock Holmes. Um, he's, he sort of has like those detective, um, proclivities, but also, um, you know, kind of steals from the rich to give to the poor. Um, so this is, um, this, uh, adaptation is set in contemporary Paris. It stars Omar Sy, um, who you might've seen in some Hollywood blockbusters. And he has, he's trying to take his revenge on someone, but he also does this by setting up these really elaborate, and kind of brilliant um, traps for them to walk into. And so I won't say much more about the plot, but it's five episodes long. They're an hour long a piece. Um, if you like a heist movie, it's a really fun show to watch. Um, and because it's only five hours long, you can watch it pretty quickly. Um, and I believe the second part of it is coming soon. But yeah, I mean, you know, it's unusual for a French TV show to pick up so much heat in the U.S., but I know that it was very popular with American viewers recently. So, so that's a good one. And then um, the other one that I'm, the other one I'm really into, which is um, <laughs> maybe a little silly, but I really enjoyed the second season just dropped is um, the show Selena and chef. Have you, have you heard of this on HBO? No, no, no. Um, so it's Selena Gomez, um, you know, the, the star um, in, in quarantine, like in her house, she decided she wants to learn to cook. This is real. And so she just calls up like celebrity chefs um, and every episode is like a half hour long and the chef teaches her over Zoom how to cook something and they cool. cook it simultaneously. And then she has a couple friends with her who are quarantining with her and they eat it and then they donate money to charities. And it's just kind of delightful and fun and very low commitment. Um, oh, so good. I have truly, wow. truly enjoyed watching it. Yes. Selena love a good cooking show. Hey, listen, if you come back next time and John's been watching that, I'm going to be beside myself. (laughs) Listen, God bless the streaming services in the midst of the pandemic. What happened to the Irishman, John? What happened to There Will Be Blood? That's fine. You just got to take it all, right? Right. One Night in Miami, (laughs) Mank, Judas and the Black Messiah, The White Tiger, Lupin, uh, Selena and Chef. Uh, Alyssa, thanks an awful lot. Always a great pleasure to have you with us. Yeah, great to chat. Um, Stay safe and stay warm. You too, Alyssa. <laughs> yeah, terrific to out. talk to you. Yeah, Alyssa Wilkinson. Look for it at Vox.com. To serve as a ruling elder is a high and holy office. 
RPTS now offers five flexible online courses to help you shepherd the Church of God. The Ruling Elders Program features courses on biblical counseling, interpretation, worship, the church, care and administration, plus preaching at elective options that best fit your ministry paradigm. No papers, no exams, just solid biblical teaching from experienced pastor professors, individual and group rates available. RPTS, study under pastors. Learn more at rpts.edu. And now you've heard me talk about my pillow and how it literally changed my life. Hey, this is John Hall. My pillow does not go flat. You can wash and dry them as many times as you want. They maintain their shape and they're made in the USA. And for a limited time, Mike Lindell is offering his premium my pillows for as low as prices ever. You can get a standard queen premium my pillow for just $29.98, originally $69.98. That's a $40 savings, and kings are only $5 more. Not only are you getting the lowest price ever, $29.98 for a standard queen, but Mike is extending his 60-day money-back guarantee to March 1st, 2021. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, use promo code WORD, or you can call 1-800-391-0954. You'll find all the MyPillow products at MyPillow.com, but by calling right now at 1-800-391-0954, promo code WORD, you'll get yours soon. I'm Dr. Andrea Russo, a cardiologist. Maybe you're waiting to talk to your doctor right now, but if you're having an irregular heartbeat, heart racing, chest pain, shortness of breath, fatigue, or lightheadedness, don't wait. This could be a serious condition like atrial fibrillation, which can make you about five times more likely to have a stroke. If you're having these symptoms, don't wait. Talk to a doctor by phone, online, or in person. Brought to you by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer. Word FM and Trinity Jewelers celebrate wedding stories now through February 12th. We want to hear yours. Click the Wedding Stories banner at wordfm.com to share a funny, moving, or inspirational story of your own for a chance at great prizes. You could win dinner on us or one of our grand prizes, including a diamond necklace valued over $1,000, a $350 overnight stay at Buell Mansion, or a $250 photo storage and media conversion package. Sponsored in part by Joe Ford, your financial advisor with Edward Jones and by Salem Media Group. Enter at wordfm.com slash contest. This is Kathy Emmons. John and I are grateful for the encouragement we have from all of our advertisers and especially our friends at Grove City College. Thanks to everyone at Grove City for supporting the ride home. Listen on your smart speaker, the Word FM app at wordfm.com, iHeart, TuneIn, and on radio.com. In the car or at home too at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh. Tonight, we'll see periods of snow and rain. However, little or no accumulation is expected. It'll be breezy late tonight with a low of 32. Tomorrow, morning snow flurries, otherwise cloudy and windy. The high 35, but temperatures will fall into the upper 20s. Tomorrow night, partly cloudy, a few late night flurries, low 20. Saturday, clouds and sun, breezy in the afternoon, high 29. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. Does this make sense? Does what make sense? Cutting your own hair. For me personally? Well, you're the only one. I'm asking. That makes no sense whatsoever. Mm-hmm. That's, that's not going to end well. Now, you ask my wife? Oh, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. in between haircuts, all of a sudden, you know, 
she's like, I'm a week away and, and I'll, I need to get rid of some. So she'll mm -hmm. do it herself. And to be honest, I, I don't, looks, it looks fine by me, but I don't want to do that. Does it make sense? I, for me, no. For everybody else, if you've got the skill and the talent and the, and the dexterity, yeah, it makes sense. Here's the problem. Most people, I'd say the vast majority of people who are cutting their own hair, yep. don't have the talent or the dexterity, <laughs> but they're still doing it. They have the desperation, perhaps. This is where you contact the professional. Mm -hmm. There are people who cut hair for a living, and you know why? Because they're good at it. They're trained at it. Yep. They're, they're trained. They know what they're doing. You, when your bang is too long or the ends are weird or whatever, this is not the time for you to go in acting like you know what's up. Because you know. Yeah, don't. but have you seen... Uh, have, I've seen a couple of my buddies. Now, men are much more prone to do this. I've seen a couple of my buddies. Oh, women are women could be prone to do it as well. No, my buddies have yet to get a haircut during because of, since COVID. That's not a good look. That's not good, people. That that's not, not good. I see my buddies like put a mask on and put a mask on and go to a professional. Okay. Hey, John. Hey, man. I haven't seen it for. I haven't gotten a haircut. I was like, oh, really? This it looks fine. I would never have guessed. It looks like. You look like an aging rocker. Uh, no, even worse. I mean, seriously. I mean, it's... Anyway, yeah. Self-haircuts, okay. You're saying doesn't make sense. Nope. All right. Now, I'm going to ask a question, but I think I already know the answer to, but I have to oh. do this anyway. So, I was cleaning up today and mm -hmm. going through, you know, my bookcase, which is a whole other story, and I found the most heinous, at the same time, beloved scrap paper of all time. Can you see this? Oh my gosh, from a Rolodex, or that's from a card catalog. Yes, it is. <gasps> this is from the Carnegie Library main room. Oh my gosh. Card catalog. No way. That gigantic card catalog, which, how many times did you do this in the card oh, catalog? Oh, I don't, I, I When they times. were getting rid of that, they put these out for scrap paper. Oh, that's awesome that you have them. Oh, I had to grab them. And I'm, I'm looking through them today. First one that comes up, a layman's introduction to religious existentialism. What the heck? The dimming of America. I mean, listen, the card catalog, that made perfect sense. It makes perfect sense, John. Yeah. I salute the card catalog. I do too. Really Dewey, see we love you. Mm -hmm. One oh one point five WORD. The hope of heaven changes everything. In fact, for the believer, heaven begins right now. Ahead this week from Chuck Swindoll. Death is no fear. You're believing in the one who takes you beyond death and lives waiting for you on the other side. And when you're ready to die, you really are ready to live. Hear Chuck Swindoll teach from the encouraging book of Matthew, Monday through Friday on Insight for Living. Tomorrow morning at 8 on 101.5 WORD. What if I told you you could save a baby's life for just $28? What's true, Preborn is a ministry doing just that with the help of people just like you by offering free ultrasound sessions to pregnant women and girls who might otherwise choose to end their pregnancy. We know that pregnant girls and women who can see their babies on ultrasound are far more likely to choose life. Your gift today can save babies' lives. Just $28 can give a mother who is abortion-minded the chance to see the truth of the baby that is growing inside her. $140 can do this for five girls and women. And a $15,000 gift will provide an ultrasound machine that will save lives for years to come. 
Whether you want to save one baby or five or hundreds, that opportunity is just a phone call or click away. Call 833-850-BABY. That's 833-850-2229. Or give online, preborn.org slash radio. 2021 is already off to a disturbing start for conservatives. We've seen Twitter unilaterally shut down President Trump's account. The conservative platform Parler was booted off the Apple Store by Apple, and big tech is muzzling free speech at a speed that nobody could have predicted. Nobody except biologist and evolutionary theorist Brett Weinstein, who appeared in the film No Safe Spaces, to issue this warning about political correctness running amok. YouTube and Google, Facebook and Twitter dictate whose voice can be heard. And if those entities start trying to engineer the conversation to adhere to the rules laid out with these phony Trojan horse terms, disaster will be the result. You and your family need to see No Safe Spaces now before any more of our freedoms are muzzled. Just go to SalemNow.com to get your copy of No Safe Spaces. That's SalemNow.com. Use promo code Pittsburgh for 20% off. SalemNow.com. Promo code Pittsburgh. This is Tim Seckler inviting you to tune in each and every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by my law firm, the Seckler Law Firm. Each week, we'll talk about your family's well-being as it relates to elder law, nursing home stays, estate planning, and keeping your hard-earned savings. And if you missed the Life and Legacy Show, you will find it archived at secklerlawfirm.com. See you Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show. Remember when you were a kid and uh, the thrill you got, if you are of a certain age, of receiving your very first camera? Oh, man. That was a big day. Mine was a Yashica. Oh, now, wait a second. How about mine was like a little Kodak cube thing, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Looking through the, the viewfinder was about the size of a peanut. Right. I remember those. And they, you had the, you, they were like, uh, like uh, rectangular. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And, and you I, held them up and looked through them and I'm looking through there and, I, and I'm thinking I'm Ansel Adams. Oh. I'm, I'm looking at the world and thinking, let me compose this singular, yeah. beautiful element here where everyone would go, holy moly. Right. I mean, but, you know, there's something about getting your first camera because, you know, you hold the viewfinder up. And for the first time, I think for a lot of people, you really take a moment to pause and see. Yeah. Now, of course, those days of that first camera have become the day of your first phone. And everyone's now walking around with a phone. So everyone's a photographer. We are, you know, just pummeled with one beautiful image after another. And there's a lot to be said about that. Terry Gillespie's with us. Terry is the author of 75 Masterpieces Every Christian Should Know. His brand new book, which has just released this week, is called Discovering God Through the Arts, How We Can Grow Closer to God by Appreciating Beauty and Creativity. Terry, welcome back to the show. It's great to be on your show. And I have to say, my first camera was a Polaroid. So oh, it's yes. like you got the, um, you didn't get that good of photos, but you got them immediately, which was amazing right. back then. Of oh, course, yeah. with the eyes, with, with our phones and our cameras, we get those immediately. But yes, I remember my first camera. Right. Now, did you also think you were Ansel Adams? Uh, well, uh, I was more interested in posing in front of it than I was in the quality <laughs> of my photos at that point. Uh, mm, you know, right. nowadays, nowadays, I recently took a trip to uh, one of the 
national parks uh, up in Washington, and I I went crazy taking pictures. And I'm not going to claim to be Ansel Adams, but I've gotten a lot better than I was in those days when I was posing in my backyard. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so Terry, you know, in your piece that you wrote at the Gospel Coalition, In a Distracted Age, Art Helps Us Pay Attention, essentially what you're saying, that by seeing, by really, really seeing, in many ways, that is worship. It truly is. It truly opens our eyes. It prepares our hearts. Uh, for the, for the God who meets us everywhere, anywhere and everywhere. And, you know, I, we kind of tend to sleepwalk through our lives. We're oftentimes not paying much attention to all the beauty that's around us. And uh, part of what I was saying in that article, which is excerpted from my book, is that we need to slow down. We need to pay attention. We need to really look and really listen and uh let God touch us uh, through the beauty that surrounds us. Hmm. Terry, when I was in my, uh, I don't know, late 20s, um, I decided to go back to school. I was working full time. I wanted to um, kind of make a change in my life. And so I went to art school and I, I studied interior design. But before I went, um, I remember talking to someone I knew who was in graphic design. And I said, this is a crazy thing I'm doing. I can't draw. And I said, they better teach me to draw. Like, I can't do this. And uh, I'll never forget what she said. She said, they're not going to teach you to draw. They're going to teach you to see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I that's, thought, that's I, of so course, beautiful. I didn't get that. I, I didn't get that at the time. But then when I was there, I started realizing that the whole, you know, I was looking at drawing as like a mechanical thing. Like I was going to, you know, memorize the perspective and do it appropriately. You know what I mean? And, and, but that wasn't it. It was just a whole new way of, of seeing the world. And I don't know. I I think that that's, that's a lot of what you're getting at here. Yeah. Yeah. It's exactly what I'm trying to get at that, you know, what art does, whether it's a great photograph, whether uh, it's a painting, whether uh, it's a moment in a film. Um, there's something about art that it like puts a frame around a moment and says, this needs to be remembered. This needs to be seen. Uh, one of one of the uh, filmmakers who I talk about <clears throat> in the book, he uh, he will oftentimes in his films just hold the camera for a long time in front of like wheat waving in the wind. And uh, He said the reason he does that is because we're all so dull toward what we're looking at that we don't even notice any of the details. And that Mm. if we if he holds the camera, we're forced to look. And what happens is first thing is we get bored. But if we keep watching, suddenly we begin to see and maybe actually only see for the first time so that on the other side of boredom, there is something of a glimpse of the glory and the majesty and the beauty of God and the world that he created. Hmm. Terry Glassby is with us. He's the author of a book. John and I just loved uh, your first book, Terry, 75 Masterpieces Every Christian Should Know. Uh, his brand new work is called Discovering God Through the Arts, How We Can Grow Closer to God by Appreciating Beauty and Creativity. Oh, all of a sudden, we've lost John's audio. Okay. I'm not sure why why that's happening. All right, Terry. Um, Okay. So yeah, from your perspective, Terry, um, what has, 
are you, how are you different? Um, being someone who appreciates art or, and notices art, um, imagine what you would be like if you were not like, what, what, what does art provide to you in your person and your outlook that you wouldn't have otherwise? That's a, such a great question. Um, I think for me, it, it helps widen my perspective of the world. Okay. Um, I mean, you get through, through, uh, through the arts, your, your heart is opened up. You, you are introduced to other people's stories and you live their stories for a period of time, maybe in a film or a novel, uh, maybe even just in, even in a painting. Um, and uh, so it expands your heart. Uh, it also has taught me uh, to pray because it's taught hmm, me really? how to focus and pay attention. Yeah, okay. I mean, I, I think that for most of us, the thing we really struggle with in prayer is, okay, is keeping from getting bored and having our mind wander. And actually learning to pay attention and observe carefully a piece of art or listen intently to music or or read the lines of a poem slowly teaches a kind of focus that I found really helpful uh, for my mm-hmm. life of prayer. Because really that's kind of what the book is, is, t- is trying to do. It's trying to make the point that there are lots of ways that we can connect with God um, and uh, the prayer and reading scripture, worship, uh, and on and on we could go with what we might call the spiritual disciplines. And I'm a, I want to suggest that one of the tools we can have, literally a tool for drawing close to God, is art. And in the book, mm-hmm. I talk about all the different ways that, that art helps make us better people and better believers. Yeah. I love it. Me Terry, too. that's really good. Hey, thanks for being with us. It's a really wonderful perspective and in the midst of this crazy pandemic to pay attention to all the things around us a powerful message and a good way to enter into worship. So thanks an awful lot. I appreciate being with you again. Thank you. Our pleasure. Yeah. Terry Gillespie, brand new work, discovering God through the arts, how we can grow closer to God by appreciating beauty and creativity. We'll step away. We've got much more ahead. It's the ride home with John and Kathy here on word FM. It's that time of the year at the Springhouse in 84. It's Dairy Farm Tour time. That's right. We actually invite classes of school children to our real working dairy farm. The children love feeding the calf, milking the cow, and even seeing where the cows sleep and smelling what they eat. Many children today have never even touched a baby calf, nor have they associated the wonderful cow as the source of the milk that they get from the grocery store. At the Springhouse in 84, we are so committed to teaching children about farming and helping them understand how much the city mouse and the country mouse truly need each other. Call 228-3339 or have your child's teacher set up a date for your child's classroom farm tour and let us share a little of our farm with you at the Springhouse in 84. By now, you've heard me talk about my pillow and how it literally changed my life. Hey, this is John Hall. My pillow does not go flat. You can wash and dry them as many times as you want. They maintain their shape and they're made in the USA. And for a limited time, Mike Lindell is offering his premium my pillows for as low as prices ever. 
you can get a standard queen premium my pillow for just $29.98. Originally $69.98. That's a $40 savings. And kings are only $5 more. Not only are you getting the lowest price ever, $29.98 for a standard queen, but Mike is extending his 60-day money-back guarantee to March 1st, 2021. Go to mypillow.com. Click on the radio listener square, use promo code word, or you can call 1-800-391-0954. You'll find all the MyPillow products at MyPillow.com, but by calling right now at 1-800-391-0954, promo code word, you'll get yours soon. Your business is ready for a reboot, a recharge. The way our companies operate has changed. The changes haven't been easy, but there's help. The marketing team at Salem Surround gives you the tools needed to stand out and be visible to current and potential customers online right now looking for what you do. We can design a plan that targets potential customers with proven marketing strategies. Learn more at surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. Sometimes driving is great, but sometimes it's not so great. Like when it's pouring outside. That's when you need Michelin wiper blades. They hug your windshield like a Michelin tire hugs the road for better visibility. Get yours today on Amazon Prime. Securing your Wi-Fi connections is an important element of protecting your personal data. For maximum security, your network should include only devices with the latest in security technology, properly locked down with Wi-Fi protected access encryption, and a strong password. This is especially important when using public Wi-Fi locations. They are prime locations for hackers to steal your personal and financial data. A public service message from the Consumer Electronics Association. Sorry to hear of the passing of Ann Feeney. Uh, Ann Feeney, she was a, a presence here in Western Pennsylvania for many a decade. And uh, she was just this really bright and passionate woman who was interested really in organized labor and labor okay. rights. And of course, you know, from Pittsburgh, uh, that's our, that's our heritage. That's our lineage. Mm-hmm. I mean, you think about the Pinkerton guards and Carnegie steel and all those different things that, you know, birthed the labor movement in the early 20th century, late 19th, early 20th century, just to Anne Feeney, um, She was just, she calls herself a rabble rouser and she was a lawyer, a folk singer, and just uh, one of those people that harkens back to a different age in America when, you know, protest was folk songs. Mm. Protest, you know, was a, a different feel. And really, uh, just sorry to see her pass away. She passed away yesterday at the age of 69 mm. and uh, will be missed for her advocacy and for her bright and shining talent, Anne Feeney. Yeah. Speaking of um, stories that are in the Pittsburgh area, John, I saw something that was a real surprise to me. Um, Pittsburgh police have issued warnings after 50, not 15, but 50 vehicles were stolen in the city last month. Did you know that? Well, I, I saw. I saw this because I heard somebody talking about this and here's the, here's the problem. I mean, it's a spike of course, and it is a huge spike, but of those 50 vehicles, 16 of those vehicles were left running and unoccupied with the keys inside while they were warming up. Oh, that's terrible. So they were essentially crimes of opportunity, right? Somebody right. goes out, starts their yeah, car yeah, yeah, yeah. and then, you know, walks away and some coconut walks down the street and goes, right. that's Hey, terrible. look, there's a car jumps in and joy rides for yeah. whatever, you know? Right. 
Yeah. Now you don't have that problem. Now I remember, you know, years ago you got that new car and two years ago, it was two years ago at Christmas. It had the automatic starter. And listen, you, you amazed us every day by starting the car. From I if, you know how there's some things that get old. Yeah. And that there are other things that are new every time. Yeah. Well, when you start the car from inside your house, that is that's a, a good, joy a each and every instance. Yeah, very nice. All right, well, so your car will not be stolen then. I guess my car's not going to be stolen, but that's yeah. really sad for all those other people. Yeah, I mean, yeah. cause it's so cold. Can you, I like getting in a really cold car when it's eight degrees. Oh, it's please, just horrible. Get out of here. Don't be so spoiled. It's just horrible. It's so horrible. horrible. Come on. You're a Pittsburgh. I'm a baby. Get in the right? car. I admit I'm a baby. I'm up. totally spoiled. Just living. don't turn the heater on for a half an hour. Okay, just sit there right. and you know, that's how it is. You know, coming home, like being up at Seven Parkway Center, I counted it like, you know, a, a good thing if my car started to warm up somewhere around Oakland after oh I left gosh. Green Street. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. oh, man. Somewhere around Oakland, I go, hey, I feel the heat. Okay, good. I mean, oh, gosh, I hate winter so much. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, other local stories. It, it looks like Iron City beer. Which, to be honest, I've not had an Iron City beer in many a decade. Right, which I'm very happy that you yes. have stayed away from that. Me as well. Now, but uh, for many years, right, the pride of Pittsburgh, look, it, the Iron City uh, beer sign is on top of Mount Washington. Which despite looks, what Mayor which, says. which looks so super tacky. It's Yinzer. It's tacky. It is tacky. Anyway, um, of course, the brewery up in Lawrenceville, they, they've been gone since the early 2000s. And then for a long time, they were brewing the brewery, uh, the beer, Iron City beer and Icy Light. Who could forget Icy Light? Of course. I'm hey, sure that's delicious. give me an Icy. Uh, that's been brewed by the Rolling Rock people, which, of course, Rolling Rock is no longer in, in Ligonier either. But now it's, it turns out that um, a new brewery, an Iron City brewery, is going to take place in East Deer, mm. which was the uh, home of the former Pittsburgh Glassworks. Uh, 200 people lost their jobs in 2018 when the Pittsburgh Glassworks went out of business. And so Iron City says, we're going to turn that building into a brewery. We're hmm. going to brew local right. beer there. And there's going to be other things as well. They're looking for, you know, a restaurant as well, perhaps a concert venue. Mm-hmm. So it's good, you know, as a, a, just a point of hometown pride, Iron City beer is back. Do you know that I've never had a beer <laughs> in, my whole, <laughs> in my whole life? <laughs> what are you? What Are you like, you know, some special <laughs> religious organization that... No alcohol shall touch my lips. I just, I, I've never what? had a beer. Never. Never. It's, it, it, no, it doesn't smell in any way appetizing to me. Really? You know, I, I don't like alcohol with it. You know, we've talked and about that a hundred times. There was a time in times. my life where I, I would see a beer and I would start to salivate. Is that, that right? That tells you my relationship with beer. Sure. Okay. For better or worse. I, I, I like going to breweries to eat, you know, cause they always have good food. Yeah. You know, but I just, you know, I'll have my Coke with a lemon or a mm. vanilla Coke. If all things lining up yeah i'm sure they're happy to see you and get some uh what you're gonna get some uh uh some really um shrimp is it no is it mad max you were gonna buy one? Oh, you mean when i was there for wings wings yeah <laughs> right. they said hey it's 10 cent it's 10, yeah. it's 10 cent wing night how many do you want and i was panicked because usually when i went there i got a small medium or large and i was like say? i don't know seven seven <laughs> the waitress was like you want seven wings <laughs> Woo. And and no beer. No beer. My husband vanilla was like, Coke. No, no vanilla just Coke. give her 10. I have water. Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group.